1: or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk
0: For action, for irresistible, for deadly. Well, that was loud. What are you, CIA? Mafia? Both. Wallace Ritchie is about to be mistaken. Yo, matey, you just stabbed me with your pen. For a real secret agent. Daddy, may I please borrow the keys to the station wagon? He thinks it's all just a game. Ah! But they're dead serious. I've never seen a dead body before. Well, you gotta check and see just how dead they are. You know, I could be able to catch this. You are so twisted. He's got the courage of a lion. Please don't kill me, man. I'll give you anything. i give you all the money I got. It. The strength of a bull. Fabulous. You said nothing about American Superman. You're a sweet little pocket rocket. What fun. And the reflexes of a cat. Door's locked. Okay. Real cops? Can I see your driving license? No, you may not. This fall. That is so refreshing. The intelligence community gets a little less intelligent. Do I get a last request? You mean like a cigarette or something? I had something more substantial in mind. A cigar? The man is a god. I'm sorry, I was a little insensitive. But I'm a hitman. Bill Murray is... Oh, it's time out. I got some in my eye. The man who knew too little. Thanks. Nice work with you. There's a
2: really big shoe tonight. A really big show tonight.
3: Yes, sir. We've really got a spectacle for you this time.
2: This is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla, telling you I love nostalgic radio and cars.
1: Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google tan talk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget, check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, go to our archive page. We can find all 350. I lost count now, Bobby. How are you doing this evening, Bob?
4: Have you lost count? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I believe we hit 365 a couple weeks ago, about a week or so ago. So, if we stretched all our shows out through a year, we'd, make a whole, we'd have a whole year's worth of shows now. How about that? <laughs> but, th- really, we have. Lots and lots of years. (laughs) Yeah, seven and a half, going on eight. eight, Deep into our Mm -hmm. eighth year, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Bobby, would you like to do the social media honors for us, please?
4: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and at NRC on air. And Instagram being at Gulfstream Motorsports.
1: That's right. Now, if you uh, want to know where all the car show's going on, it's time for the FLA Car Shows Minute slash update. So if you want to find out about all the car shows in. Oh, I
4: like that update. You like that, huh? And, uh you know, it changes every week. It
1: changes every week. Yeah, Florida. Go check out Florida Car Shows or flacarshows.com. And you can find out where all the stuff's going on. But, 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 since the big event, which is the one we look forward to all year long, is going to take place here within less than a week, it's the Monterey Collector Car Week. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the one. That is the, if there's no other event on the planet that you ever attend, any other automotive event you need to go to Monterey for that particular week because everything is going on. And uh, fortunately, this evening, we have a number of uh, guests coming on that are involved with two of the most, I'm going to say, premier events. One being the Rolex reunion, which is for the vintage races, and the Quail, a motorsports gathering. Now, that, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's uh, Pebble Beach is probably the uh, piece de resistance. That's the pinnacle of the week, and that is on Sunday. That is probably the foremost concourse in the country, as well as Amelia Island on the uh, east coast up here at Jacksonville, or north of Jacksonville at uh, Anna Marie Island. Pebble Beach is is a spectacular event, and I think we're going 60 years. I'm not sure, but I do know that it's the 60th anniversary of Laguna Seca. And um, back in the early 50s, they started racing through the Del Monte Forest, on the Monterey Peninsula, like around the 17 mile drive. And then, unfortunately, due to a serious mishap, they uh, ceased racing through the woods. And really, what it was is just two lane little roads, beautiful forest, amazing roads, amazing scenery, but it was very treacherous. Okay. Keep in mind, the cars back in those days were very fast, but not exactly as safe as they are today. And keep in mind, the drivers back in those days weren't real big fans of safety restraints. So, you know, a lot of them didn't wear seatbelts. In fact, our good friends, the Grease Gurus, had a long discussion about this kind of stuff. Big shout-out to Tim and all those guys and Bobby and everybody. And uh, they were talking about, you know, it was, we, we we got into the subject about seatbelts. Well, we had uh, Brian Redman on the show, and we also had uh, Sterling Moss on the show at one point in time. And both of them kind of reiterated, well, one of the things that we didn't want to do in the event of an accident is be trapped in the car. So they would rather take the chances and getting thrown from the vehicle and... Uh, survive because they would just kind of you know roll around. And really the only thing they had was, was a helmet. They had conventional shirts and slacks and shoes and that was about it. But anyway, so this is the 60th running, well I shouldn't say 60th running, the 60th year to commemorate uh, Mazda Laguna Seca. For those of us that are old school, it's Laguna Seca. Bobby, we got a little so-
4: song there on the uh, tournament table? Actually before that I just wanted to fit in a couple things that uh, the Rib Shack Barbecue opening soon, you'll hear it here first. At 426 West Bay Drive, you'll hear that. And uh, where did we go this weekend that makes uh, the best uh, waxes and polishes? And cleaners right here in our very own Tampa, Florida.
1: The Garage One Cars and Coffee, which is the first Sunday of every month. As a matter of fact, we went to Reeves and Motor Cars Cars and Coffee. And then uh, the following day on the 2nd, we went to the Cox Motorsports Cars and Coffee. So we'll keep informed as all those. As a matter of fact, if you go to Florida Car Shows, FLACarshows.com, you can find out about Reeves and Garage One and Cox Motorsports. Right, and Bobby?
4: you can order Garage One products at GarageOnePro.com.
1: Or if you see me walking around, you never know. I might have a few samples on me, right?
4: It's the truth. And now we're gonna hear some Aerosmith. I think.
1: How about a little Aerosmith? Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. And we got some special guests coming on the show here in a few minutes. So you tune into Nostalgic and Cars. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you.
0: Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is
2: broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN A N Ten Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock
0: every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight.
2: We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus Show. We'd
0: love to have you, and we will certainly help you find
2: your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place, and you can reach us personally at 727 75431601 oh, uh-huh.
1: aha <laughs>
0: Listening to Nostalgic
1: Radio and Cars. You do it better than me. You do know, it. No. <laughs> actually, right. That's always a good promo right there, just of itself.
0: I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: Okay, we're back, and you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. That was actually, uh, I did a little short interview with uh, John Force at the PRI show in Orlando. That was a number of years ago, back when we used to have the PRI down here. It's since moved to... Um, Indianapolis, and uh, it's kind of uh, kind of blending in with uh, SEMA now. But anyway, so uh, here we are, and I'm delighted to welcome my first guest of the evening, and he is the PR manager for Mazda Laguna Raceway. I'm delighted to welcome Brad Littlefield to the show. Brad, how you doing?
3: Hey, good. Pleasure to be here, Robert. And a uh, great segue, by the way. I grew up in uh, drag racing, and yeah, what a character, John Force. <laughs> Well, that, I played that
1: specifically for you because I was reading your bio, and I had no idea who your dad was. I mean, your dad's uh, Littlefield Blowers, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I uh, started Littlefield
3: Blowers, and uh, yeah, raced funny cars, alcohol funny cars, and I just kind of thought it was normal growing up having a funny car in the garage uh, attached to the house, but uh, apparently not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now think about what you just said: having a funny car. In a garage attached to the house. Now, to the average guy turning in right now, he's going a funny car in a garage attached to You know, that sounds kind of weird. We know what it is. You know, it's basically a flopper. But uh, so give us a little bit of background. Uh, You're kind of been now with um, Laguna Seca. See, now, Jill used to sit there and want to find me every time I said Laguna Seca, and I didn't use Mazda. But I'm old school. Uh, Mazda Raceway,
3: Laguna Seca.
1: Yeah. Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm up to $3 now. But Because anyway, I'm old school. I still like Sears Point. I still call Sonoma, Sears Point, Laguna Seca, Laguna Seca. But anyway, it's Mazda Raceway. But so, you've been there a year now. So give us a little background on yourself, how you got the uh, duties and responsibility of being the PR manager for Mazda Raceway.
3: Yeah, through, um, I mean, basically a Melvin Record, who's the uh, VP of marketing up here. I mean, he had worked at Aitre at one time and knew me from, uh, from that end. And um, yeah, it's been great ever since I've been up here. I mean, you know, it's, been around the country going to drag strips and things like that but uh i mean L- laguna seca just the name alone you know it's got such a, a storied history and you know you, you get so busy in, in the act of uh you know helping put on these events that uh sometimes it it's starts kind of stopping you know reflecting what you're doing or, or you're looking out your office window and uh you know there, there's the corkscrew right there you know that how many times you know you've on in a video game or or just imagine you know going down in, in a race car and it's uh right there all the time it's it's pretty amazing deal
1: well now you being a drag racer or coming from a drag racing world uh what's your share your thoughts share your uh your, your experiences now you know now you're around road racing and laguna seca like you said a very historic tracks so tell us uh tell us your experiences there
3: yeah i mean it's uh you know, it's just kind of kind of hollowed ground as a racetrack and um you know, I went from say having a, a very narrow focus in, in drag racing and, and going around and, and you know flogging it all over the country to now it's a uh, different racing series coming to us, and that's uh, it's really broadened my horizons and had good experiences with with all the the racers and the series. And I I think racers are kind of racers whether they're in the United States or Tokyo or, or Australia. I mean, they they've all kind of got that commonality to them, and um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, my my time here thus far.
1: Excellent. Now, you mentioned that, you know, racers are racers. Now, do you notice a little bit of difference in, let's say, mindset, preparation, anything between the drag racers and, let's say, like the road racers?
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, quite a bit. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities in just changing setups and tinkering, but, I mean, a drag racer will... Especially at the the, uh, the higher, faster level of the sport. I mean, they'll, they'll just basically blow their cars apart and tear it down from square one right right there at the track. Well, you know, a lot of road racing type uh, deals, with, there's just a lot more, I, I don't want to say precision and that draggers aren't precise, but, uh, you know, they'll take their motors apart in a very clean environment, make sure everything's done right, so that they don't have to... You know, pull the cylinder heads off of it every time it runs for four or five seconds.
1: Okay. In other words, it's kind of like uh, road racers might be just a little bit more methodical, only because they have a little bit more time between the races. Where if, when you're drag racing, just like you said, you're in there, you're in the pits. You've got to, you know, pull that, tear that motor down, change whatever you got to change in that thing, slap it back together, and run another pass. Like I said, you know, three, four seconds, five seconds down the track. And uh, but they all, but in the back of their minds. They know when they get back to the shop, that's when they've got to do all their real due diligence, you know. But it's track; you just it's a quickie.
3: Oh, absolutely. And and I think I mean for for the best people in, in either sport, I mean the the championships are, are really won and lost at, at the shop.
1: Now tell us about uh, the uh, Rolex Reunion. Tell us what's going on. What are some of the highlights? Some of the name celebrities that'll be there. Some of the featured cars. And then of course, you know, you're gonna have an exhibit there in the big. Uh, I'm gonna say tent. It's kind of like a big, giant open hallway there. So actually, they got two of them. They got one on one side over by the by the um, paddock area there, and then they got the other one kind of like where um, along almost uh, where the uh, garages are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This year's Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. Uh, rather than having a uh, you know traditional featured mark, we are uh, celebrating the 60th anniversary of the racetrack, and uh, one of the ways we're doing that is we have a uh, Racing Through the Decades feature display in one of the tents out there in the paddock where And we have every car from the first car to uh, win at Laguna Seca back in uh, 1957 when the track opened, which was uh, the Pete Lovely driven Ferrari. Yeah, the uh, Ferrari 500 Testarossa. Mm -hmm. To uh, I mean the the most recent winner, which uh, the K Pax uh, Racing McLaren that won the Pirelli World Challenge last October. And uh, got a dozen cars, or I shouldn't say just cars. We got the nineteen eighty nine Yamaha YZR five hundred that uh, Wayne Rainey rode his first of the uh, three consecutive wins here and, and he's he's a bit of a I mean, he's a legend anyway, but uh particularly locally. Yeah, we we have that and um, just the the Formula Junior class is also celebrating their kind of Diamond Jubilee sixtieth anniversary tour, so we have uh, two run groups with them, and we'll, we'll get them all together for you know, Big Picture on Wednesday. And uh, quite, quite a few events uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, Tom Christensen, uh, Mr. Lama, he will um, be out here at, at this event for the first time and do a, a picnic in the paddock and answer questions. Uh, they'll be doing that on Saturday. And on Friday and Saturday, the uh, McLaren that... Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi uh, drove to the Formula One World Championship in 1974. It'll be out here with the uh, original Jensen Button was scheduled to drive it um, and some issues. And now it's uh, going to be uh, Mika Heikinen, a two-time Formula One World Champion, is uh, really? going to
1: take his place. The Flying Finn, or one of them, yeah. anyway. Okay. Super, super. Now, tell us about, let's say, for example, let's say I've never been to Laguna Seca before, and I'm coming there with my family. So give me kind of like a layout. What are the things to do?
3: Oh, so, and well, I mean, first of all, you're you're going to end up in uh, the Monterey Peninsula, just a, a beautiful part of the world, and uh, in a, in a week where there's just nowhere else you'd rather be, with you know, classic cars being celebrated everywhere. And man, once you get into the track, uh, uh, to me, maybe it's. Uh, 80 or something like that but as you walk into the track and start seeing these cars just end up being like a, a kid in a candy store it could could be the uh sensory overload and and one of the cool things about the event is the people who own to drive them are just so willing to stand there and answer questions and and they take pride in, in what they brought to the track so it's a just really kind of interactive experience, I think.
1: Yeah, and then, for example, like HSR, which is Historic Sports Car Racing uh, Association, they're out of Clearwater, Florida here, and they will be there. They're sending out uh, invitations, so come and stop by their tent, look at some of their race cars, you know, talk to some of the drivers, and uh, that's kind of fun. Then, of course, you have Vendor Row over there, so if people want to buy souvenirs, if they want to find out more about racing, uh, there's all kinds of stuff going there. There's, like, people have autographs, uh, posters, there's people have have... Uh, just all kinds of automobile memorabilia and stuff like that. There's places to eat over there. Tons of places to eat. But like you said, the main focus is is the fact that it can go up and down the paddocks and interact with the people that actually own and drive these cars, just like it was back in the day. And, so, and you can't do that in professional racing because, well, at least road racing, unless you got special passes and credentials to get into the pit area and in some cases the paddock area, garage areas. Or here, it's just open and it's just like one big giant happy party.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. And and. With a lot of racing involved, too. I mean, it's uh, really the, the hallmark of this event is, I mean, you, you might be a, a fan of football or golf, but uh, they're, they're not going to host vintage football games where they're wearing leather helmets and a football are <laughs> up in the middle of the field. But our uh, same thing with golf and when golf clubs. But, yeah, here we, you're taking cars in, in the condition that they were in and uh, doing what they were built to do, which is go out there and race. And it, it's kind of... Kind of awe-inspiring. I mean, I think the, the cool part about racing in general, I mean, it makes people who watch kind of shake their heads. Sometimes it's in awe of the, the daredevil aspect of something really fast. But here, you know, there's an added element of, wow, that car may be worth millions of dollars, and you're treating it like that on the race course? Oh, my gosh. But uh, it's, uh, it's a very exciting event.
1: Okay. Now, give us kind of a rundown. Okay, so let's say, like, uh, the track opens on wednesday kind of to the public right i think wednesday or thursday and then so the first thing to do is they're going to do testing and tuning and practice and stuff like that and then the final races the racing is the actual racing is really what saturday sunday correct
3: yeah yeah i mean it's uh actually beginning on, on thursday i mean they'll get to practice and qualifying laps and then and it kind of and intensifies as the days go on but the uh yeah the Real races for the categories will uh, occur on uh, Saturday and Sunday, the the 19th, 20th.
1: Okay. So, the oldest car that would be there, just to kind of give our listeners an idea, would be what? Uh,
3: We have a uh, 1911 National Roadster that competed in uh, the original Indy 500. That'll be there. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, they, they they almost they those guys take take pride in uh, being the the among the slowest of the run group and, and getting passed up. I mean, they're it's just amazing that the the cars are still chugging along after all these years.
1: And, well, you know what? There's a there's a, a tremendous commitment and dedication to keeping those cars on the road and preserving the original historic significance of those cars and the fact that they get out on the track and they do that. Now, is that car by itself, or there are a few other cars in its uh, in in the same category in the same vintage?
3: Yeah, they, yeah, there, there's other cars in the same run group. I mean, it, I think it it goes anywhere from uh, to the mid to late 1930s. Like, there's a 37 uh, Triumph Special in, in that same run group that Richard Jeffrey drives, and uh, yeah, but the uh, the National Speedway Roadster that would be about the uh, earliest that we got going.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and the newest car,
3: the newest car, and um, we have some classes that have like late 80s uh, lamar type cars and. Um, think like we have a 1989, I want to say, uh, Nissan in there, and okay. uh, and they, they you know add a little thunder element to to the whole deal.
1: Okay, who are some of the celebrities that are going to be driving this year?
3: Uh, we got uh, Adam Carolla, and his um, he's got the uh, Porsche that uh, Paul Newman and P.L. Newman in the racing world uh, took to Le Mans one year. And, okay. Uh, He'll be out there, and, and, I mean, you always got your, your Jay Lenos and, and that crowd coming out, and um, Sir Jackie Stewart always usually makes an appearance out here, and, I mean, we've got everyone from the, the Crown Prince of Bahrain to, you know, U.S. celebrities uh, showing up to check out the whole event.
1: Okay, super. Now, what other uh, extra or evening uh, activities take place there, you know, in terms of, let's say, like entertainment, anything like that for the people, anything that goes on in the evenings?
3: And it is. Just all all over the city. I mean, there's so many uh, manufacturers nationally and internationally that are hosting. Uh, I mean, dinners and parties and and all, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we are. Uh, it is a chuck full week out here in the uh, Monterey Peninsula.
1: Super. Anything in particular at the the actual track, though? Anything going on?
3: Yeah, I mean we, we have a, a welcome reception on uh, Thursday where okay. it's uh, you know 1957 theme, so everyone would kind of dress up like the, the same year that uh, when when the track opened.
1: Oh wow, that's cool! You know the the track itself actually has some interesting history because it was the story that I got. I don't know how true it is because the track's what about two and a half miles long, right?
3: Yeah, two point two three eight miles.
1: Okay, and uh, but this just the guy got out there with his tractor and just started driving around, and they kind of carved it. Um, maybe I'm getting confused with another track, or was that one an actual? I forget how the how did how did that that track come to inception?
3: Oh, you're you're on the right track. Am when, I on the right when, track? When the, the, yeah, The track was uh, I mean built in a matter of sixty days. By the time. All the agreements were set and told at his first race in you know early November 1957. But Yeah, the, the tractor was going around you know on the page as, as designed, but you know it gets to the top of the hill and the, it was basically told you know just take any way down you can get down, and the, and the path he took is what is now known as the
1: corkscrew. Right, right, right. That's just, it's an amazing story. But I mean, can you imagine that in 1957, here you are on this tractor and you, and what people don't realize, that's a very steep incline or it was back in the day. So even today, and I've been on the track many times, so, you know, it's, it's a handful. So can you imagine the guy in a tractor coming down and going, whoa, and it's going a little to the left and a little to the right and around there. And, I mean, it's bank. Plus you got a decreasing turn on the other side when you come on the backside of the corkscrew there before you get to the, around the corner where the pit area is there. So turn one. And, or not turn one. Uh, what's the last turn? I can't remember what number is yeah, it. Turn 11. Turn 11, that's it, yeah. So, All okay, right, well, Brad, we're just about up against the clock here, and if people want to find out more about Mazda Raceway Laguna Sega, how do they go about doing it?
3: Yeah, please go to MazdaRaceway.com. All information, tickets, all that kind of stuff is available there.
1: Super. Well, Brad, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Look forward to meeting you, and uh, good luck in your career. Now, you've driven a, a top fuel car, or a, a top fuel alcohol funny car, right? Is that what it was, 250? 40-some-odd miles an hour, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, 243.96
3: and okay.
1: something like that. <laughs> so this is called 244. So who's, who's counting tens of a second, hundreds of a second? But now, uh, what about your road racing career? Is that in the future?
3: Oh, I don't know. If the uh, opportunity presented itself, uh, yeah, uh, what, what am I getting out there? But uh, I, I'm I'm totally happy uh, being involved in the planning of events, and uh, I've got a buddy, Jason Rupert, who races Nostalgia Funny Cars, and I, I love wrenching on that in my off time. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, take what I could get
1: and uh, yeah, any chance to go fast. I'm, I'm game. Okay, sounds good. What's a drag racer, always a drag racer, right? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All right, Brad, thanks for coming on the show. And I want to thank my special guest, Brad Littlefield, PR Director, Manager for Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Brad, take care. We'll see you. Very good. Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, let's see. What do we got now? We got some
4: more music. Uh, montrose. little montrose. right? Yeah. Well,
1: last year at this uh, particular upcoming event that we're going to be talking about, I had the good fortune to meet Mr. Red Rocker himself, Sammy Hagar. Hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgia Green Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back with part two Nostalgic Nostalgia Green Cars.
0: You get Be in my place to be honest what do you know about cash mccall cash mccall do you know him i know the type Uh, i uh, would feel a lot safer in an airplane than i would with cash mccall i want you to know that i consider you unscrupulous unethical and dishonest come in general i consider you a pirate and a blayard. I'm aware of how you feel about me, and I just can't find it in my heart to blame you. Yes, it's James Garner in the most delightful role of his career as Cash McCall, the whiz kid of Wall Street, the beatnik of the executive suites, a guy who'd buy the ballpark just to get to first base with a girl. And Natalie Wood is the girl, all caught up in his modern, fabulous, billion dollar world. Cash McCall, who lived it big in his private plane and in his penthouse palace, and who lived it biggest when he laid his money on the line. Cash, if I muff this deal, you have two or three million dollars at stake. Don't think about money, Gil, think about other things, like Like if you muff the deal, we can both sell apples on Independence Square. That's Cash, playing for millions and playfully breaking all the rules, until the summer he met a girl who wasn't like the others. A girl as full of surprises as he was, And then Cash McCall broke one rule too many. I knew there was something I meant to ask you. Would you marry me? What brought that on The raw hamburger. Do you want to stand around and argue all day, or do you want to get engaged? All it takes is a simple yes or no. Well, all right, if you want to be snappish about it. Yes. Something wrong if there's yes, anything that I yes. this McCall has proposed to me and now he's trying to run out. That's an outright lie. I've tried every way I know to make an honest oh, moment yeah, out yeah. of it. Now I know why he looks familiar. You know who that is? Cash McCall. Hey, the Red Rocker Sammy Hagar here, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Ah, uh, Woo! Good God.
1: Woo! Okay. We're back and you're tuning into Nostalgic Freedom Cars, and I'm delighted to welcome my next special guest for the evening. He is the founder of the McCall Motorworks Revival and the Quail, a motorsports gathering. The gentleman himself, Mr. Gordon McCall. Gordon, how are you? Great, Robert. How are you doing? Pretty good. So uh, I played a little clip there. I I knew you were a James Garner fan, but when I ran across Cash McCall, I thought, wow, that's kind of fitting. That was kind of cute.
2: Wait a minute!
4: That sounded like the story of
1: my life. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I, I, uh, I, I. You know, I was looking on the website here, and when you look at um, some of the comments that some of these other people have written about uh, the uh, motorsports revival, it's just uh, it's just incredible. You know, because that is definitely probably the pinnacle event of the whole week. So my hat's off to you. I was—I uh, hadn't been there in a number of years, but last year it was a spectacular time, and uh, as well as the quail. I mean, it's just uh, those you 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 put together two spectacular events. That's all I can say. But go ahead and share with everybody a little bit how they all came to fruition.
2: Well, thank you, Robert. You know, we really did uh, uncork it last year for our 25th anniversary at the Monterey Jet Center. Um, I've always figured that 25 years of doing anything is uh, is is a fairly decent accomplishment, and we really wanted to celebrate it. So. Um, and I think we did. Now it also kind of put us in a mode of looking at this year, uh, this year's event, as being year one. You know, we made it 25. Great, thank you. You know, thanks to all our supporters over the years, etc. Uh, now we're just moving forward with uh, new, fresh ideas and just kind of reinventing things. And it's uh, it's really been exciting. So you know, it all started as a fairly small get together, quite frankly. Um, I was in the restoration business for many, many years, and you know, a local to the Monterey Peninsula. I've lived here my whole life, and it just seems fitting that somebody throw a party during car week. They got people together, and uh, we started off pretty much with our clients and customers, um, and then it turned out to be one degree of separation. Everybody kind kind of ends up knowing each other, and uh, bringing the aviation component to the table was a natural because my business was located next to a, a private FBO facility, and so uh, we integrated aircraft uh, a few years into it, And come to find out, and I didn't realize this, Robert, at the time, but come to find out, we pioneered that concept of bringing aviation and automotive interests together like that. So we've been knocked off across the country. Uh, We're really proud of that. You know, they always say that uh, that's that's something to be, you know, thankful for when someone sees a value in what you do, that they bother to try to copy it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm proud that we're used as kind of the benchmark. You know, it all gets measured against what we do in Monterey each August. So um, it's really been a... A crazy ride, and just love every minute of it. It's a lot of
1: fun. How do you outdo yourself each year? I mean, you almost have to raise the bar, raise your expectations, raise your guests' expectations. How do you how do you do that? I mean, that's got to be a challenge in itself.
2: Well, you know that's a really good point, and it, it clearly is. Uh, but having said that, though, you know when you're a when you're an enthusiast, when it's genuine, you know I'm, I'm a car guy to the bone. Uh, my wife Molly is incredibly talented when it comes to uh, design, and you know that's that's. That's her world, and so the combination of, of both of what what it is that we, we bring to the table along with our team, and this is specifically for the JET Center, we've got a wonderful team, people that have been with us forever, dear friends, quite frankly. You know, They're not just folks that work with us. These are really close friends. It's passion. You know, when you love what you do, it tends to show, and the same can be said for the Quail event with the uh, Peninsula Signature Events Office out there that I'm fortunate enough to work with throughout the year. You know, we're into it. We're into it, and it's not just an event to us. Uh, Neither one of them are. They they mean something to us, and so we try to we try to really bring our A game every year. And it's uh, it's challenging, but it's really rewarding at the same time. It's fun to see people having a good time.
1: What is what was the um like the the what is the most challenging aspect of it? Is it is it getting sponsors? Because you've got premium, I mean, Gulfstream. Uh, you know, major automobile manufacturers, Ferrari, people mm-hmm. like that. There, Aston Martin, mm-hmm. some of the finest restaurants um, and purveyors that uh, that 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 are on the that Monterey Peninsula itself. I mean, what's it, it just seem Give us a little uh, insight as to how this whole thing comes to fruition, as far as putting everything together and and finding the right people, and then the sales point. Because basically, you have a total let's just say it's almost like the top 1% clientele that show up there that participate in this event
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: that's true
2: and it's a tough group to please
1: <laughs> a tough group to please okay
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's a well-traveled group of enthusiasts themselves that uh, they get around the world and you know they, they kind of know the difference um, which you know really gets us to strive to do the best job we possibly can you know you mentioned uh, sponsors Robert and, and quite frankly that's everybody's kind of Achilles heel when it comes to producing any kind of event is, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to find the business side of it has to make sense. And I think our key, uh, and it certainly has been for 26 years now, is that uh, the companies we engage with, they're they're getting something out of participating with us. You know, it's, it's not just viewed as a one-day, you know, branding event per se. Uh, it, it's a year-round partnership. Uh, you use Gulfstream as an example. Uh, we've been with Gulfstream for 20 years now, and the reason why they keep coming back is because they're doing business there. And you know, we try to make it as painless as possible for them. Um, you know, it's it's car week, it's not plane week. So getting getting airplanes positioned out on the Monterey Peninsula and organizing test flights, etc. It's complicated. It's expensive. But at the same time, you know, they're doing business. Not only are they doing business, new business, but they're also entertaining their current clientele. And, you know, that's important, too. Um, You know, I think Gulfstream would admit as much as they're an aircraft manufacturing company, uh, they're also in the service business. You know, the folks that they deal with, um, they, they provide a service as well. And so, you know, they like to stay in front of their customers. And they also like to get in front of their competitors' customers. And that's one of the things that is the magic about our Wednesday night event at the Monterey Jet Center is that everybody brings their best customers to the table with them. So you get an idea that, you know, you can see what other folks are up to. And it it's just a formula that works. It's not an easy one, you know, and it's, it's, it's it takes, believe me, it takes a lot of fostering and nurturing, but um, it works. It really does. So that's what we spend the year doing. <laughs> People always ask me, you know, what do you do the rest of the time? Well, uh, believe it or not, these events, Take up a lot of time, so they're
1: fun. Interesting. Now, tell us a little about the quail. Yeah,
2: so the quail is into its fifteenth year this year. We're very proud of that. Um, it's uh, it's a very unique show in that, out of total respect for the Pebble Beach Concours, and you know, if we look back at the history, brief history of um, of what Monterey Car Week is all about and where it started, um, often people will will kind of tie that back to the Pebble Beach Concours when, in fact. It goes a step further than that. There were road races in Pebble Beach before the Concours existed, and it was really road racing that brought people to the Monterey Peninsula originally. Then the Concours was born, and out of that came, you know, arguably the most magnificent Concours in the world is what Pebble Beach is. Uh, I was involved with that show for 28 years and uh, started at the bottom, worked my way up to a judging position. And 15 years ago, I decided it was time for a change. I saw a little bit of a void. Uh, in that um, uh, I I wanted to see a little more fun uh, take place. Uh, These are cars. uh, When it's all said and done, you know, we're not curing cancer here. We're enjoying fun, collectible vintage cars. And things were getting a little serious, in my view. So uh, not that the quail isn't serious, but we really took the judging off the table. I sat down with my dear friend, uh, Sir Michael Kaduri, who's the chairman of the Hong Kong Shanghai Hotel Group, which is the parent company
3: the Peninsula Hotel
2: uh, Group, which owns Quail Lodge. He's a very keen motoring enthusiast and aviation enthusiast. And we just, together, we came up with this idea of a show that was going to be an all-inclusive ticket. In other words, everybody that comes on the property, we would limit the capacity, and everybody that comes on the property is going to be treated as a valued VIP guest. You know, everyone's on the same page. Um, You don't have to worry if you have the right wristband on or if you can go eat that food versus, you know, get a hot dog at the stand. It's uh, You know, it's it's four- and five-star dining. It's incredible beverages. You know, you literally eat and drink your way through the day. You know, by the way, there's 235 amazing cars to view, uh, and no judges to come up to those cars and tell people what's wrong with them. You know, we let the entrants be the judges of our show, figuring who knows these cars better than people that own them. You know, they're real enthusiasts. And so it's really created a unique vibe and a unique atmosphere. And to point out how unusual it is, here we are 15 years later, and no other Concours out there is doing it the same way we are. And this is all due credit to Quail Lodge and the Peninsula Signature Events Department, which produces this event. It's a year-round job. Uh, lining up the, the food and beverage side of it is incredibly difficult, um, yet they do a wonderful job every year, and it's uh, it really is a, 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 a fun show. It's, there's, there's a real casual atmosphere to it, yet there's some very serious cars, some very serious car people, but we like to have fun out there, so it, it's working.
1: Well, last year, I got to tell you, I was extremely impressed because that was the largest collection or I should say, presentation of Lamborghini Muras that I'd ever seen <laughs> assembled on one location. Not to mention the La Ferraris and all the other very unusual cars that were there. But it yeah. was just amazing. But here's the thing that I, my takeaway from it, just like you said, a concourseism is are pretty amazing events. Of course, I'm here in Florida, and I'm real good friends with Bill Warner, so I I, lo- I truly Great, enjoy well. um, yep. Amelia Island. And I truly enjoy Pebble Beach. I've been going there on and off since the 80s as well. Now, yep. what I enjoy about yours, and I thought this, what struck me, which was really, really cool, is you almost have the same participants, the same people, but in a much more, just like you said, casual, relaxed atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And the when you take the judging out of it, now it's just kind of like everybody's just kind of hanging out and having a good time. It's not like there's no pressure. There's no... You know, it's just, there's no protocol. It's just really just, yeah. hey, have fun, hang out.
4: Yeah, you hit
2: it right on the head, Robert. And I, I, I think, and again, this is kind of a selfish view of things, but I, I think life is, is complicated enough. And I think if, if you put out a survey and, and took samples of various people to collect various cars, is you would find out that the main reason why people are interested in vintage cars is because of the fun that they, they represent in their life. You know, not because of the hassle that they represent in their life. And often that, that gets lost, you know, especially when you have a regimented um, formula for, you know, and, and again, no disrespect to the shows that do that. Because if you, if you want to have your car judged against peers by the best judges in the world, there's no better place to be accepted than, you know, if your car's worthy than Pebble Beach. You will find out where your car rates on a 100-point system, and that's where you go to do that. But, but quite frankly, that, that really isn't for everybody. I mean, there are people out there that have lovely cars. That don't want to lift the hood on the car, not because they're embarrassed. But, you know, they've got a hundred point car. They just want to share it with their friends and have fun. You know, and so that's what this is all about. We uh, we like to have a good time, and that's where the whole kind of you know food and beverage and entertainment and you know it's really nice to be hanging out in a group that's got Sterling Moss in it and Danny Sullivan and you name it. You get on the list of, you know, and they're just fellow enthusiasts that are hanging out talking about cars. It's really a fun day.
1: Now, you had in the the thing that I also enjoy, too, is you had the stage set up there, and you had guest speakers. So last year, Mm -hmm. you had a number of guest speakers um, from various aspects of the industry. Tell us about who some of the guest speakers are going to be this year.
2: Well, we like to do that. We call that our fireside chat. And we've had everyone from Carol Shelby, Derek Bell, uh, Jackie Stewart, Michael Schumacher. We've had some wonderful, wonderful guests. Uh, Last year, it was Dario and Marino Franchitti. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Racers, uh, and then I had a chance to sit down and interview Jim Glickenhaus, who has really kind of set the world on fire with his own, uh, uh, which is amazing nowadays. He's kind of the Carroll Shelby of the modern era. He's, he's building his own car,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he's I'm sure you follow. He's doing quite well um, with setting records at Nürburgring and He's built a race car that you can drive on the street, and it's just—it's just really phenomenal. So we we sat down with Jim last year, this year, and I believe the embargo is going to be released uh, shortly or lifted shortly. We're uh, we have a surprise guest this year. There's a big announcement that's going to be made, and uh, we're going to be interviewing a very prominent figure in the motorsports arena, who is announcing a partnership with a major manufacturer. They're going to go back racing. Wow, and so um, that embargo will be lifted. I can I can say you know please stand by for that one. Um, I, I have the honor of, of interviewing the principals from the uh, car company as well as uh, uh, the the principal of the the race team, which is again it's a household name and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're debuting the car at the Quail, and uh, we get to announce it to the world. So um, they just they want to keep it kind of a surprise for now.
1: Um, okay. So so it's kind of like
2: able to announce it.
1: It's like a few years ago when they unveiled the GT. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. So.
1: now, at the end of the afternoon, the end of the afternoon, there's awards presentation. Tell us about the awards presentation, and then also it's a there's a charity involved too. So tell us about the charity. I think we got about three four minutes left.
2: Sure. Well, you know, we've been featuring the California Highway Patrol 1199 charity um, really since the beginning of our event at the Monterey Jeff Center. I've always viewed that anytime you get people together for a good time, something. Something good better be coming out of it beyond just the fact that it's a really wonderful party. So we've raised millions for the 1199 Foundation. We do the same uh, out at Quail. Uh, you know, we've got um, there's a handful of charities out there. You know, we, it's very important uh, that uh, people are benefiting from this gathering of you know folks that are in a position in their you know their their stage in their life where they can enjoy nice cars. So we love to support charities in that fashion. Uh, the awards show uh, again the judges. The winners in the ca- categories, we have a few. Uh, that the, We have a, a group called the Quail Motorsports Council, which is a group of uh, uh, folks, uh, myself included, that's uh, very knowledgeable in the car world. We have a few subjective awards that we like to give out, but it's, that's a fun part of the show as well. You know, even though we don't have judges there, Robert, people like to get trophies, mm-hmm. and we acknowledge that.
1: <laughs> okay. So if people yep. want to find out more about the Quail and the uh, McCall Motor Works, how they go about doing it? So Quail
2: Lodge is really, if you just go to QuailLodge.com, there's a button you can push that uh, you can click onto, which is uh, the Peninsula Signature Events. You can learn all about that show there. Uh, for the Monterey Jet Center event, uh, the McCall Motorworks Revival, we have uh, McCallEvents.com. Uh, we still have tickets available. We like to trickle them out right up to the day of so that people that make last-minute plans to come join us in California during Car Week in Monterey Uh, we can accommodate them. So McCallEvents.com is where you can pick up tickets to that event. Wow. It's going to be a gangbuster year.
1: Well, Gordon, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and hanging out with us here. And then I'd like to get you back on again when you do the uh, McCall Motorcycle Gathering.
2: Yeah, we have some fun in May as well. We have a wonderful standalone motorcycle show out at Quail Lodge, which uh, we'll be into its 10th year next year. So I'd love to chat with you about that later. Super. would be great, Robert.
1: All right. Well, Gordon, thank you very much. I want to thank my special guest and friend, Gordon McCall, with the uh, McCall Motorworks Revival and the Quail a Motorsports Gathering. Gordon, take care. Hey guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Greeting Cars. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. if you missed any of our past shows. Nostalgic Greeting Cars, the archive page. Tell your friends. We'll see you at some of the events. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. We're our
0: pleasures here, dug our treasures there. To be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there will pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.